Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Ah, yes, I can smell the turkey from here. What else are you cooking? Hmm. I've been hearing about some fairly extravagant luncheons going on in various places. You know, I think that part of that is people are beginning to be able to be in the same place at the same time physically with the people that they work with. So let's face it, right after we do that, we want to go share a meal. And um, I did that myself this week. It was lots of fun. Hope that you are enjoying this Saturday morning wherever you are. Friends listening from all over the place. Um, some places where it's very frigid, other places where it's close to tropical. Either way, wherever you are, I'm glad you're a gardener, and I really appreciate that you've decided to make weekend gardening part of your Saturday or whatever day you're listening. You might be on the rebroadcast. You might be listening to the podcast or catching us in the archive at supertalk.fm. Either way, any of that will work out. My name's Nellie Neal. I am known as the Garden Mama. So let's talk. 888-808-8637. That is the Super Talk call line. And, of course, the text line is already heating up today, thankfully. 601-879-4395. We thank C Spire for that text line. Um, and, and as you, you made it, Greg, you're in first. Thank you very much. <laughs> Wishing everybody a very good, very safe Safe travels and safe Thanksgiving. So um, I say remember that after you eat all that food, you need a nap. So be prepared for that. There's lots of ways to get that nap. In some cases, it's as simple as walking outside and picking up the rake, and suddenly you decide you're tired, so you go take the nap. Maybe you have a hammock. Maybe it's that warm where you are. What about this? When do we snap our fingers? How long have we been doing this? I snap my fingers at my dog to tell her she needs to stop doing what she's doing. Sometimes she pays attention. What do you snap your fingers for? Hmm? Well, believe it or not, 300 B.C. is the first documented evidence of humans snapping their fingers. Don't know if it was to keep keep time to the music or to signal to one another or to somebody else or to one of the animals like I do. Um, Of course, yes. We all know that Thanos in in the latest Avengers movie is famous this way. But one of the questions that the folks at the Georgia Institute of Technology always ask is when and how come and what's the verification of all of that? And in this case, yep, it's ancient Greek art. Yep, that's right. Now, I don't know if you've looked at much ancient Greek art. Some of it's fairly hard to interpret. But I would think that the motion or the appearance of the readiness for the motion would make it pretty easy to draw that if you were able to, even in a clay 
vessel or something that you would be putting it on. But this particular researcher has reported in the Journal of the Royal Society Interface, pretty good for the Georgia folks, in earlier work they developed a, a trying to talk about the speed of finger snapping and how this how fast the the brain's response is to you know to to make this happen all these sorts of things so they've been into the technique of it and the technicalities but now we've learned about the art pretty interesting i have i've not seen i've not seen the picture but i'm looking forward to that you know what's interesting is i actually did a project uh recently on greek culture for my sociology class and i actually have not researched that. That is actually very interesting. Well, go to 300 B.C. Good morning, Daniel. We're going to send him into the Wayback Machine. Um, I think this is fun stuff. There, There's always another interesting piece to investigate about anything either that humans do or did or thought about doing, and especially from the sociological point of view, whether it was um, to demand the attention of, you know, of somebody or whether it was it, like in my case, I'm on the phone and the dog is trying to get out the door. You know, so I'm snapping my fingers to tell her to come sit down. That's exactly yeah. what my mom does. Whenever she's on the phone when we were kids, um, she would always snap her fingers to tell me and my sister, yeah. hey, keep it down. Yeah. I'm on the phone. We're trying to be polite. We don't like to yell at people while we're on the phone with other people that might understand not understand that we're yelling. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Makes a lot of sense to me. So... If you are in the Garden Mama Facebook group this morning, you have seen a picture of the pansies and a little bit of frost on the mulch out here at the radio station, um, the building where the radio station is, I should say. So pretty. I do love seeing sasanquas and pansies just blooming their little heads off, going right on. They don't care. A little frost isn't going to bother them. A lot of frost doesn't bother them that much either. But if you are in an area where the temperatures are going to be, say, below 30 for three days next week, you can skip fertilizing the pansies. Otherwise, they're still going to need a little bit of help, a little bit of attention. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I've been potting pansies and, and daffodils, as is one of my favorite things to do. But I'm, the, the daffodils are already coming up. We've had several 70-degree days since then, so I've put them down into a colder spot where they'll maybe slow up a little bit. I don't want them to come up, and then we have a cold, cold night and end up losing my daffodils in that particular container. I do not want to see that. Um, and, yes, I know it was Infinity War. Thank you. <laughs> I know more about the Avengers than you might believe. So, <laughs> There it is. What about, did you know this word, friends? Um, sometimes there's a word of the day around here, and I don't know if this one will actually be this one, but precocious germination means that you've seen this before, but you just may not know the title for it. When you open up a fruit and there's already a sprout in the, in there, there's already so it happens a lot of times in in things like peaches. You, know, you cut it open, and already one of those little furry things, you know, that was attached to the to the cling in the center, has started to sprout. Usually, seed germination occurs in the ground after the seed has fallen, but sometimes um, this this ability to develop inside the parent is is really what happens with animals not plants very much but sometimes it does and in this particular case we have discovered the first fossil evidence of premature precocious rather germination 
Um, and I really love this. It's in amber. It's it's a really lovely. I think it's going to become an iconic um, image over time. This is this is really fun stuff. It, it's uh, the, this particular phenomenon in in pine cones is so rare. Because conifers produce non-enclosed seeds, it's really hard for them to sprout before they hit the ground. They're in the air, all right? But there's, there's only one of those examples. That's part of what makes this discovery so intriguing, of course, is because it's the first fossil record of this particular phenomenon happening at this age. And it's just a delightful thing. Um, at the sprouts, tips are the needle clusters, some in bundles of five, which, of course, puts them into the... Baltic amber group because this has to be from the pine from that area and for those of you who know how fond I am of Baltic amber you can imagine that I wish I had found this but uh, no I didn't I just like I just think it's a particularly beautiful color of amber and it it's lovely um, pine cones are not even commonly found in Baltic amber I could have told them that but they, they they're telling us that they want us to be sure we know that well, the fossil record is just really rocking today, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't think it's a bad thing that so many of our fossils are revealing things that we never knew. I like for us to relearn stuff, have to think about it again, you know. Um, oh yes, oh yes. The, uh, the fall colors are magnificent right now. I don't know if you've walked outside. I hope you have. Look out the window. No matter where you are, there's something that's kind of lit up. And that is the good part about having cold days and warm days, cold nights and slightly warmer nights, because we have the opportunity to enjoy the colors for a little bit longer. Um, the, the ginkgos that I watch have not dropped their leaves yet, but that's another one of the more dramatic. If you get a chance to drive by a ginkgo the day that it, it's just suddenly let go of its leaves, you really do understand what exhaustion looks like. The tree's had enough. I'm done. We're gone. Poof, they all fall off. It's really very fun. 888-808-8637. That is the phone number here, the Supertalk call line. And 601-879-4395 gets you here on the ceasefire text line. I had This is one of those things that you think of as a writer, and you write it, and then you still think, did I really need to write that? Well, yes. As the leaves fall out of the trees, there's a lot of controversy all the time about what to do with them. Do we have to rake them up as soon as they fall? Can we leave them as mulch in the flower bed? You know, what What do we need to do? There's several different bits and pieces of things that make a great deal of sense with this process. The first one is get them off the shrubs. Okay, if your trees are dropping their leaves directly onto the shrubs, that's not good. That's going to give us a problem. So there, the problem there, of course, is that then it falls into the center of the shrub. I'm thinking of the nandinas I was looking at yesterday that are covered up in sycamore leaves. And they look as if, because they're tall, and they're beginning to get their berries on. You know, they're very, they're turning red already. They're very beautiful. But now they've got a hat on top of them. So that not only lowers photosynthesis, doesn't look that great and those leaves have work to do but it's not up there in the air so get the leaves off of the get the leaves off of the shrubs that sounds so simple and yet we just we don't really think about doing that look in the old holes in the trees 
Look in those deep crotches where the leaves collect. Those are all places where if you leave the leaves for too long, you really can end up with a really welcoming condition for disease, pests, and frankly, tree rot sometimes. Anna's in Oxford. Welcome in, Anna. What's going on today? Well, I just thought I'd mention that my paper bush, I got two of them, <coughs> are loaded with blossoms. Oh, fun. I love, love, love and Edgeworthia. And I just wondered, you know, because we had a couple of bouts of cold and then warm weather, yep. it looks like they want to open. Isn't that kind of too early for them yeah, to open? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some that, that are... I've seen. Um, I haven't seen any open this year. I've seen some years where some seem to be blooming all the time through from now all the way through when you'd expect them a little bit into the winter. But um, I, that's not to say that they won't bloom again. I mean, you may get flowers now and flowers again. But what I'm really tickled about is that they're blooming because that's such a gorgeous, gorgeous plant. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, the leaves are just about gone, and yeah, now that's nice. The blossoms, the little buds, and they look like they just want to open. If it stays cold, of course they won't. Right, that's right. And the the weather forecast is calling for this kind of up and down business. So I think that you may, even in Oxford, you may see some days that are warm and nights that are not freezing. You know, but that may push it along a little bit. I, I decided bring it in because it seems such a waste to have it sitting on a a bush out there where nobody can appreciate it. Well, and I. I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect that they will force in warm water. You know, the stems would go ahead and pull up their blooms in warm water if they get to a certain point, kind of like forsythias will do and quinces. Um, it's a it's a fun thing if you feel like you're going to get that bad night. I keep waiting for a really bad night. I've got two hydrangeas that are, have brand-new flowers on them that shouldn't. So I've decided when it finally is going to be cold, probably going to be cold rain at my house um, next tomorrow or or this week sometime, that's probably when I will go ahead and take them in. But there's just something about that, something still out there blooming that kind of makes me more optimistic. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I, but, you know, you hate to waste the the good looks. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the other end of it is that you, you enjoy it where it is and where it is and bring a little bit inside. But at the same time, it's a tribute to the toughness of the plant. You know, it's it's going to bloom when it wants to. I like that. And the, one more question. I have Selaginella, and it seems to be spreading beautifully. Oh, good. Now, I just wonder, do I really need to clean the leaves off it? Will it protect it over the winter if I leave the leaves on, or shall I clean, take the leaves off? I don't think that a light dusting of leaves on top of anything is a bad thing. And it can be a little bit insulative, but if it gets to where... There's, if you, if your instance, you you let the whole tree fall there, and you end up with an inch deep or more on top of that slaginella, I'm afraid that will it'll stay too wet, and and not be, it'll mess with the air circulation and therefore the general environment of the plant. So a little bit's good, a lot not so much. Spreading beautifully, and I'm just hoping that it will spread all over the shady spots, so I don't have to try to plant grass. Well, it's a perfect plant for that. It, it has a lot of potential for um, that kind of. Uh, slightly aggressive where it needs to be. You know, it's it's not something that's going to compete with your lawn grass, but where the lawn grass can't grow, it, it finds a home. Yeah. Well, it was great talking with you. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy Thanksgiving, and thank you very much. I hope I hear from you in December. Thanks, Anna. Anna, of course, is a master gardener in Oxford and has always kept us up with what's going on up there. You can You, too, can call in regularly and tell us stuff. 
because we like to hear what's happening wherever you are. Um, Greg's got pink roses blooming and they smell good. That's great. That's wonderful. See, that's what that warm day can do for you. The the, the warming during the daytime can oftentimes help with that. Um, I the the sasanquas have been lovely. And and in my neighborhood, there's one that I watch every year because if we get rain at the wrong time, you know, those flowers are a little bit fragile and they just fall right off. But this has been, I mean, the thing is taller than the house. It's a really old Sasanqua and just beautiful, big, big, big around thing. And I've been by it several times in the last couple of weeks, and it just seems to have more flowers each day. But I do expect that these couple of fronts that I'm seeing on the, the national weather or something's going to blow through here. <laughs> something's something's going to blow through your garden at some point, um, and that's fun. It's that that's when the you have to just say it just changed. You know things are going to change, which makes me think about people that are still. How do I say this diplomatically? If you haven't already put up your Christmas tree, you probably have something decorating for Thanksgiving. I say leave the Thanksgiving decorations up. Now, here's another little twist for you. This year, the holiday of Hanukkah begins November 28th. So if you want to go the whole business, you can go Halloween, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, Mardi Gras. On <laughs> Let's just have a party. What do you think? The garden's ready for it, and all of us are ready, too. I have to say to you, they tell you to plant weekly for harvest all winter. But what does that really mean? Let's talk about that. Take your phone calls and your questions when we come back on Weekend Gardening. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. How old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Next year, we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com. 
Last year was a very tough year for the restaurant business, but our family of restaurants want to say to you, thank you. From Salad Lucas Jackson, thank you. Thank you for always coming back. Thank you from all of us at Bravo. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. From Broad Street Bakery, we thank you. Thank you for your support. Another way we can say thank you is our annual gift card sale. Buy three, get one free, and 10% we give to charity. You can buy them at the restaurants or online, 3in1giftcard.com. Speaking to all men, if you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Oh, I got a wheel, rock me, mama, and away you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Oh, rock me, mama, like the wind and the rain. Rock me, mama, like a southbound train. Hey, hey, mama, rock me. Oh, so rock me, mama, like a wild wheel. Rock me, mama, Southbound trains, huh? Of course. About time. All right, now. Plant weekly for harvest all year. What are we going to plant weekly for harvest all year? I love when they tell you that. All season, all winter, all anytime. Well, the problem, of course, is that we're talking about usually greens and things that you want to harvest when they're three or four inches tall. And you don't have necessarily a large family and you're not growing a farm. So you're trying to plant a little bit so that you can continuously be harvesting some greens, maybe some radishes. You know, they don't take but 30 days, but how many can you eat at one time? So that's the whole idea of planting weekly through the wintertime, especially when it's a mild winter, relatively mild. This goes back to my favorite garden device, the cloche, the cover 
the thing you put on top of the thing. Now, the hardest part, of course, is that you have to remember to use that, whether it's on a row or whether it's on a container, whether it's on a salad table bed. Um, the other thing, of course, that I do for the salad table is to put plastic all the way around the four corners of it so that that space underneath warms up and when the sunlight hits it. That, in turn, warms the soil that's in the salad table above. So that doesn't hurt anything either. But planting weekly... You do kind of have to – I have some old glass shelves that I use for covering up the seeds that I've just planted, which, first of all, tells me where I planted them and which ones are about to come up next. So find yourself a way. You can use plastic wrap. You can use something. But you need to cover the seeds that you're planting each week. You need to be prepared to protect any of your winter vegetables, particularly flowers, not so much. But winter vegetables. And you need to tell me what you're growing. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. That is the Super Talk call line. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. I am always amazed at how things sort of fall in rows. Um there's there's information and then there's information. Um I like the notion of robotic insects, for example, to do pollination in difficult situations. Um, the, the best example I can give you is the fact that we wouldn't be able to grow almonds in California to anywhere near the extent we do and, you know, carry them all over the world, send them out as a wonderful export crop if we did not have semi-trucks full of bees that come there to, during the time that they need to be pollinated because they don't actually live there. The almonds are not native there either. This is a crop, okay? It's a farm. It's an agricultural endeavor. Well, I'm all for that. Let's. I understand we have trouble with the hives, keeping them in the, the, the trucks and transporting and all those. There's all sorts of problems with that. We had that year a few years ago when people lost a whole lot of those traveling hives. But I don't say that this is going to replace them entirely, but the, the pollinating insect drones do make a lot of sense in that kind of situation. I also recognize the value of pet therapy, okay? So I know that people do sometimes respond to better to, they'll talk to the animal when they won't necessarily talk to you. Um, they have a better time. That it lowers your blood pressure to pet animals. I was doing that this morning at about 5.30 in the morning, petting a cat, saying, okay, you know, let cats wake me up. Anyway, that's another story. However... I don't know if I want to put those two things, the robotics and the pets, together. Robotic drones, okay, robotic for, for, you know, deliveries from big box or deliveries from wherever. I know that's coming. I got that. I still want to see how they're going to pick my house out from somebody else's. The tree cover is so dense. How's, how are they going to see through that? But we'll, we'll, they'll find a way. They'll find a way. But now Florida Atlantic University has robotic cats, and they're for pets. The idea being that, well, you don't have to clean the litter box, first of all, and they can be in areas, for example, congregate settings where people don't ordinarily have animals as a regular thing, affordable, interactive, robotic pet cats in adult day centers. And they're telling us, boosts people's mood, boosts their, you know, improves their behavior, their cognition, and generally speaking, gives everybody a good time, especially people who've been diagnosed with dementia. Um, people generally... In, enjoy a better state for having a robotic cat. And sometimes it can help with the things that go along with this condition, which I think 
pretty much is you have the condition and you may or may not be aware of it, but you're aware that something is different. So that a lot of times people take antidepressants, they even take um, antipsychotics and a whole bunch of other things that have a lot of side effects that you need at times. But it would be great if the robotic cat, cat could help put some of those things at to the side, keep you amused, keep you in your happy place, as they as they always talk about that. Pet therapy is cost effective. So is horticulture therapy, by the way. And indeed, it's important for us to employ all of these modalities to help to deal with people that are not necessarily able to take care of themselves or able to think as clearly as they once did. But the cuddly and furry companions, um, apparently it's working. This is in Mental Issues in Mental Health Nursing, if you want to read more about it. They uh, assessed the mood and behavioral symptoms. They used all the standard measures for that. And they also assessed cognition in this test. So it's pretty interesting work, fairly deep. And for Florida Atlantic uh, to want to do this, I like, I like that what they also did was to put in this as a non-pharmacological intervention. They were the, the people that were receiving the cats in the trial were able to name them, and they got name tags for them and stuff. And I just, I just hope that they were able to keep them after it was all said and done. Well, we'll know, we'll know soon enough. We'll hear about that. Um, thank you, Sherry. Um, we transplant conifers and other trees and shrubs between now and February. You can be, if you're, it doesn't matter if you're planting them from something you bought at the nursery or something that you're transplanting from one place to another. Either way, um, that, that's very nice. Thank you. I don't fly very much. I have to tell you, I don't fly very much. But I'm thinking that this is a really, really good idea. Scientists in Zurich have put together a process and have built a plant that produces carbon-neutral liquid fuels, hold on now, from sunlight and air. Mm-hmm, that's right. How fascinating is that? Um, that could be really, really wonderful. There's There's an awful lot of opportunities, of course, for us to have real-world solar conditions to test these things, but we don't often think of making fuel as the plane is flying. And in this case, well, maybe that long haul is going to get to be longer than we knew. Jeb in DeKalb, welcome in. What's on your mind today? Hello, Jeb. Thanks for calling Weekend Gardening. Yes, I was wanting to talk about some bamboos. All right. What's up? is it okay if you go on and move them right now, or should you wait to do it? And I just want to say I love your show, and everybody be careful out there. It's deer season. The Thank deer you, Jim. are out there moving right now. And the- I just wanted to say... I'm a big old Miss fan, and go Rebels. Well, thank you, Jeb. It's good to hear from okay. you today. Bamboo is something that is really not particularly picky. If you have clumps that you need to relocate, or if somebody's giving you a clump of one that you like better you know, than something else, sure, now's fine. No, no problem with that. Most people are looking to get rid of bamboo more than they are looking to acquire it. However, there are some bamboo stands here in our state that are just magnificent. And I can see why you might want to add to yours from some of that. That's that's lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. 
Another thing that's going on in my garden right now is the cleanup. This is the, um, each time there are cold enough temperatures, a few more leaves on some of the subtropical plants go ahead and give up the ghost. I noticed that, um, unfortunately, the lantana that I cut back to get it out of the way of the, the car, it was scratching the side of the car, which it does every year, by the way. I didn't plant it. It's there. I just cut it back. But it's already sprouted again and has new flowers on it. So half of it is old and really woody looking and starting to get its leaves curled up. The other half is now having new leaves and new flowers on it. I think I need to go cut the other half back because at least the new flowers are attractive. And they'll they'll get nipped, but they won't get nipped today. So I can enjoy them for a little bit longer. I did plant um, some more seeds for another old lettuce, another old box of lettuce seeds, and they they have come up. We'll see what happens. We'll find out how they're going to do. I did also plant some corn flowers, and uh, they they've not come up yet, but I'm, they're they're pretty reliable. I think they'll be along here in a few days. That reminds me to tell you that November thirtieth begins the next round of Flower Growers of Mississippi Zoom cut flower growing classes. So if you want to get in on that, you can get in touch with me, mamaonair at yahoo.com, or you can get in touch with dyowl at aol.com. You all know Donna. Um, it's really very, very exciting to do this. We are reaching a lot of gardeners. If you are a cut flower grower, by the way, I'd love to hear from you. I'm doing some stories about the the power of cut flowers in our state, and, and I'd love to hear from you if you're into that. Oh, by the way, another thing that you need to be doing if you have them is to harvest the seeds from tater vines or um, monkey balls, as they are also known. This My, my vine, I, I didn't plant it this year. It came up and crawled right up over and formed hair on top of one of my statues, which is something sort of charming. Not too, but sort of charming. And now I realize that there are at least two or three up there. I've got to go and harvest those. Um, I tend to throw them into a jar with my, my buckeyes and that sort of thing. Some get planted, some don't, but I really like the way they look, and that's pretty. Um, ah, yes, purring cats. Yep, purring cats on your lap on Saturday morning. That's not a bad thing at all. That's not a bad thing at all. Joanne's in Madison. She's got a small greenhouse. Congratulations. She wants to try to save her two bougainvilleas through the colder weather. Um, If they'll fit through the door, just put them in there. And if the temperature is 50 or above, they will be fine. If the temperature is even higher than that, they'll probably bloom as long as you don't overwater them. But if you can't fit them through the door, it's okay to prune them and to put them in. Just when when you prune bougainvilleas, it's generally speaking because they won't fit through the door or because they've broken whatever it is they were hanging from. So just remember that. You know, you're doing it for your benefit as well as for the plants. And it's also possible to have that plant grow a little bit, even in a, in a 50-degree house. Um, anything much cooler than that, it's going to need almost no water and as much sunlight as you can get through it through the through the, the plastic to it because it's going to need warmer temperatures but i don't think you should have any problems i will tell you who's going to have some problems one of my neighbors has uh two tropical hibiscus sitting out in front of their door they obviously just moved them off of their porch and outside to water them but they didn't put them back in and um 
in my neighborhood, it was 30 degrees this morning. So I fully expect some of those leaves are going to pop right off. That's a little bit chilly for a tropical hibiscus. Other hibiscus, not so much. Other other hibiscus are fine. <laughs> They're... Um, you know, I don't. I don't have much experience with um, cats getting in my way. I've had cats all my life, but somebody's sending me a text saying, "You know, get them out of your way." I, I don't. They they move on their own. The hardest problem that I have with them is about midnight when I'm asleep and they've decided to go from the foot of the bed and take over the pillows. And I don't have one that's doing that, that does that right this minute, but I've had a couple of them in my lifetime that I literally was scared by my own cat because it startles you when you wake up and you're breathing fur. (laughs) It's just one of those odd things. People that don't like cats are now cringing. So go get another cup of coffee. It'll be all right. I am, you know, one of my screen names is Sleeps with Cats. So that'll just tell you how long this has been going on. I'm really happy to tell you there's lots and lots of research coming out to explain to us how we learn to learn. Um, I didn't realize this was an issue. I thought that, I just thought it was critical thinking, but there's so many things that I was taught or that the ways that I learned that are not necessarily the ways that we learn today. And for that reason, um, I think it's sort of interesting that, that we have different ways to do the the perceptual links, the ways that we put together sound and, and voice together, things that we hear and things that we say, have a lot to do with how we learn language. But there's new research to tell us that we are actually naturally built for bilingualism. And I believe that's why it's so much easier if you're a child. Um, I knew as much French when I was six as I do now, all right? <laughs> so I didn't learn a whole lot more since then. Learned a little more Spanish, but not a whole lot more. Um, it, it, it's interesting. There's, I think there's a need for us to be bilingual, and I'm glad to know that at least at least the kids can do it. wonder if American Sign Language counts. Hmm. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 
Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Make it a November to remember with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Come in during the season of inspiration sales event and get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all remaining 2021 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 0.9% financing. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also giving you an additional $750 in customer cash on new Mazda CX-9s and get your first year's maintenance on us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team works hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next vehicle. Get to Mazda of Jackson today during the season of inspiration sales events going on now at Mazda of Jackson where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with proof credit on select models. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5580. Thinking about selling your home? Save your equity and list for less Mississippi. Don't pay 5 to 6% commission selling your home. Call Susan Dora with List for Less Mississippi. Susan is a full-service real estate brokerage company offering the sellers a cost savings. Susan gets homes sold and sold fast for top dollar. Give her a call today at 601-201-8783 or visit her online at buyhomeswithsusan.com. That's buyhomeswithsusan.com. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Steer it found a recorder it's a, a a child's version of a flute you know the the, the thing and, and i realized that it's been a long time since i played a recorder i found one in my house um that sounds odd to some people but believe you me when you live in one house for a long time with other people there's stuff there you don't even know what it is you still don't know i i think that's part of what it's not exactly joyful, but sometimes it's interesting. And in this case, I found a recorder. And that was one of the pieces on um, that from Stir It Up was one of the pieces that I was actually able to squeak out badly, of course, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talented at that. But it, those are the kind of riffs that stay in your head. 
Um, the riffs that stay in our head about gardening are prune the flowering shrub within 30 days after it blooms. Okay, the things that we repeat that we hear all all the time make so much sense. And uh, I, I like this question. The first <laughs> the first job in the spring is raking up the sticker balls in my yard. Garden Mama, what kind of tree do I have? Well, it's a gumball tree, and or liquid amber is the, the botanical name for it. And those sticker balls are, of course, the seed pods that have fallen out of the tree. Trust me, next to pine cones, they're the most fun for crafts that you can get out of your own yard. Now, the reason I say for pine cones are more fun is because pine cones are bigger and, of course, you can, with a hot glue gun, you can decorate them with all sorts of stuff. You can have little standing up trees, put the little snow on them, have all kinds of really cute um, things, as well as paint them if you want them an entirely different color. You can also do what you do with sweet gum balls, which is to form them into wreaths, turn them into door swags, but you have to paint them first. So this is where we get it. Literally, if you have the stem on them and you can clip them to something with a paper clip or a clothespin or something, then you can spray the whole thing three all the way around 360 degrees and not have to pick them up and not make a big mess. Okay, do this outside. Trust me, do this outside. Even even if all you're doing is taking luster dust or something and dusting these things on it, do it outside. It's better. But there's so much fun to decorate with that when you talk about natural decorating, everybody talks about, oh, I want to decorate with things that look natural and and look like the South. Sweet gumballs are top of the list. In fact, I just wrote this week that I was sad that when I found out that not all the varieties make them because not everybody likes them. Some people like Greg would rather just not have them there to rake up. But that means that, first of all, you didn't have any as a child to put under the chair cushions in the house so that people could be shocked by them, you know, surprised when they sat on them. Come on now, that's fun. And you also don't have the opportunity to roll them in peanut butter and then in bird seed and put them outside for the birds to enjoy during the winter because that's really a hoot, too. That's really fun to watch. So sweet gum balls, you have a sweet gum tree, you have a liquid amber, and that's that's delightful, wonderful tree. One of the ones that people look towards for fall color, and right now most of them are fairly purple. It's a, it's a reddish-purple tone, um, but the... The, the thing the thing that makes trees drop their leaves, of course, is the reabsorption of the minerals from the leaf into the tree. It's a very efficient system if you think about it. And that, in turn, tells you that as those nutrients come out, the colors change in what's left on the leaf. Chlorophyll goes first. That's the nitrogen. And that's when we get yellows or purples or reds or oranges or whatever. And then... Here in the south, of course, a lot of things just kind of turn brown one day because it gets cold enough to finish them off. And here's the other thing. People don't realize this about leaves in the south. I don't have but one oak tree that's really close to my house anymore. And even so, on my list of things to do is to rake or blow the leaves out of the courtyard before it rains again because they turn into slick patches of mess not to mention they don't get in the compost so it's not that i only have one oak tree i only have one close to the house so that's that's something else that you might want to think about thinking about bilingualism new york university actually uses this it's a great description of how this works your brain 
has a shared mechanism that combines words from one language and combines the two words from the, the, the words for that from two other languages. It doesn't work for three or four at a time. But I do, I do think this is part of why my insight after, after my terrible grief a few years ago, I could remember the botanical name of a plant, but I couldn't remember the common name. And that was sort of disconcerting for somebody who's done this all my life. But I realized that the common name is a much more emotional, friendly connection. It's a different connection. The botanical name is hardwired in there because I once had to learn it, had to learn to spell it, had to write it down, and yes, had to get that other language. It's not quite Latin. Don't let anybody tell you that it's Latin. It's Latinate, but it's not quite Latin. It's another language into itself, the the language of botanical nomenclature. But it's it's a thing to understand. I'm glad to know now that I was just suppressing the emotional part. All that stuff came back after a while, but you, you do have to work on things. Um, David's in Oak Grove. He planted crimson clover and uh, an ounce of the... Oh, good, good, good. This was the cover crop. It turned out well. That's wonderful. We were talking about how much Florida broadleaf mustard he should do, and that, that was a good conversation, and the field looks lovely. That's great. Really pretty sky, too, by the way. <laughs> pretty where you are that's oak grove's lovely um i i well i can't tell that story never mind <laughs> yes the the gumball does make great shade in the summertime it absolutely does it really really does john in tallahatchie my goodness just magnificent fall color it just you just heart-stopping views beautiful beautiful things i encourage you to Make sure that you have a chance to drink in some of it today before the weather changes where you are, which means you can't procrastinate. Are you a procrastinator? Well, I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn. University of Otago is telling us that the way to avoid procrastination, which, of course, is putting something off that you have to do or even something that you want to do, it's finding reasons, finding things to put in front of yourself, your own stumble. You know, the stumbling blocks we give to ourselves are much greater usually than the ones the world gives us because we doubt ourselves or we set up, well, when I do this, then I can do that. You know, those kinds of really sometimes horrendous limits that we put on ourselves. But now procrastination, of course, is, is the thief of time. That's the classic way that it has been described. Because the whole time you're procrastinating, you're not doing anything. You're procrastinating. You're not doing that thing that you're going to do eventually. Kind of like worry. If you worry all the time, nothing gets solved. Now, you've got to worry for a little while so you can recognize the problem and figure out what it is. And certainly, if you're procrastinating because you're trying to gather your tools or get some information or whatever, that's not quite procrastination. But new research tells us now that it's better not to set a deadline if you want somebody not to procrastinate. Now, this goes against everything, book publishing, writing, editing, everything that I do, because our deadlines, I have deadlines that are every week, and those are the ones that keep me brain smart, I think. But believe you me, there's ones that are three months and four months and five months out the way, and as this study shows, you tend to wait until the last minute. So set a deadline that's quick, or not at all. Advice from me and the University of Otago. This is Weekend Gardening. My, oh my.
Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our Child Saver program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too. Because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. My son is not some statistic. My daughter's not a headline. My girl, she's not someone's agenda. What he... What she is... Is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines. And she said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations... And deaths, even from the Delta variant. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks, such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for some Facebook. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. On December 1st, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear arguments in the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case. It centers around a 2018 Mississippi law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks. Two federal courts have already blocked it, saying the law conflicts with Roe v. Wade. Attorney General Lynn Fitch says there is no text, history, tradition, or structure to support that abortion is a given right by the Constitution. So what we have to do and what our argument is, you have to treat it like other issues that are applicable states. So you apply the rational basis review by the courts. And just sort of explaining that, it's two questions. Does the state have a legitimate interest? And secondly, is the law rationally related to that meeting that interest? Fitch said if you strip away the political noise, this case is simply about the rule of law and people's ability through their elected officials to make decisions for themselves. I'm Andy Davis. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. 
Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. During October, inflation increased by an annualized 11.9%, a rate not seen since 1980. Congressman Michael Guest said right now, this Thanksgiving is shaping up to be the most expensive in history. The best way we can reverse inflation is to cut spending and remove harmful policies that progressives have enacted. And as we approach Thanksgiving, many are giving thanks to a capital city church. The Word Center has paid more than $1.4 million in medical debt for people across the state. The Medical Debt Forgiveness Initiative began several months ago and has helped nearly a 1,000 individuals in their time of need. And you've still got time to shop and ship your holiday gifts, but keep an eye on the upcoming deadlines. Ground cutoff for shipping through FedEx and the Postal Service is December 15th. UPS doesn't give a cutoff time, but they warn Coast to Coast takes about a week, which would put their deadline around December 17th. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. In football action last night, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles got off the losing skid, knocking off Louisiana Tech 35-19 to to improve to 2-9, and their first conference win of the season for Coach Will Hall. He's now 1-6. and And then in the basketball action last night, Ole Miss defeated Elon 74-56 in the Charlotte Classic. They will now play Boise State at noon on Sunday. Southeastern Conference football action today. Finds Mississippi State out of conference against Tennessee State. 11 o'clock kick at Scott Field. 9 o'clock airtime on the MSU Football Network. Vanderbilt at Ole Miss. 6.30 kick at Vault Hemingway Stadium. 4.30 airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. Arkansas will be at Alabama. Florida at Missouri. Auburn will be at South Carolina. And Jackson State will take on Alcorn. 1 o'clock kick at Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium today. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral and Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers join eight others in vying to win the top college gridiron honor in Mississippi. And the other eight finalists are Southern Miss defensive back Malik Shorts, 
Mississippi Valley running back Caleb Johnson, Mississippi College linebacker Jonathan Jones, Alcorn State defensive back Juwan Taylor, Millsaps College wide receiver Moise Tezo, Bellhaven University running back Brad Foley, Jackson State quarterback Shadur Sanders, and Delta State linebacker Marvin Terry. The C Spire Connolly Trophy in its 26th year. The presentation is scheduled for Tuesday, November 30th at the Country Club of Jackson. Beginning at 6.30, CBS football analyst Charles Davis will be the master of ceremonies for the awards program. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. I hope that you are um, preparing the pumpkin pies and getting ready for this, that, and the other thing, whatever your part in the upcoming holiday is. I don't know. This is a time when, you know, there's t- traditions and then there's new twists. So perhaps you've got uh, one half your family that can't live without canned cranberry sauce. They like the little ridges, you know, they, they like that, that that's what they expect. And then you've got the other half of the family that says, there's nothing cranberry about that. I would like cranberries, please. Well, the good news is that you can do both. That's the kind of the way the garden goes, you know. You might want to grow some flowers. You might also want to grow some vegetables. A tree wouldn't be bad either. So think about it. Let's talk about it today. I, of course, am the garden mama. My name's Nellie Neal. I've been here doing radio on Saturday mornings for a while now, and I enjoy it more than I can even begin to say. I also write a newsletter each week that you're welcome to subscribe to. We'd love to have you in our merry band. Just get in touch with me about anything off of Saturday, Mama on Air at Yahoo.com. Right now, of course, you can get in touch with me first person live right here and now, triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven, the Super Talk call line, and of course the C Spire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Oh, that is magnificent. Mike sent pictures of his fringe tree. That's really pretty up in Madison. Just gorgeous, Madison County. The color on things this year is just magnificent. And that tree is, I mean, you you literally could fly over and see that tree. You'd enjoy it. Is it too late to plant greens? Well, if you can protect them, no, it's not. It really just depends on how you, (coughs) excuse me, that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Sorry. Um, any rate, it's not too late as long as you're prepared to protect them. And, yes, it's a little bit on the iffy side, but that's why there's still plenty of plants in the garden centers. And the, for things like greens, for lettuces, I even saw some spinach in there the other day. So go ahead and give them a try. The The good news is that you have to have... Um, you have to have some opportunity to protect it because there's going to be that day that stays too cold during the day or there's going to be that night when the temperatures are a little bit too, a little bit too much. Um, 
Oh, Picayune. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I should have realized that's where y'all are. Yeah, you, y'all should go ahead and plant greens. I have no problem with that. You can plant beets, too, there. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Why not? Let's plant more beets. I, I'm happy to say that beets have gotten hip. Um, that's one of those things. For a while, it was all about blueberries, and it still is. Quite frankly, you're not going to find a healthier fruit than a blueberry. But we've also got lots and lots of people that are more interested in beets and growing them and, and consuming them. Um, I'm, I'm not a person who's that crazy about beets, but I have to tell you that a mixture of yellow beets and red beets and some of the ones that are kind of striped is actually better to me than any one of them alone. And that's a new discovery for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to pass that along to you. You've heard about the giant murder hornets, right? And you've also heard, I'm sure, probably seen um, the, the way that they're attempting in the, the northwestern part of the United States to capture them and keep that study them, keep them from giving us more trouble. But they do indeed have as their way of life to attack honeybees. We don't like that. We don't want that. We don't want murder hornets because they attack honeybees. So I have to tell you that I don't I don't always click on and listen to that noise when there's a story that says listen to this noise because sometimes it's noises I don't want to hear, you know, animals in cages or um trees falling over, you know, stuff that's not particularly happy. This is not happy, but it is indeed a sound I had never heard before and that made it unique to me. It may make it that way to you. The honeybees put up a cacophony to alert the members of their hive that the murder hornets have been in the area. They're, they've been documented to them. I love this. It's an anti-predator scream, basically. And it's they don't make the noise about anything else that... There's not, there are not other threats as great as this one at that particular place at that particular moment. That's how come they know, because that's what's in the area is the murder hornets, and then this noise begins. Um, I, I encourage you... I don't even know if I'd want to be these people, but they actually study these interactions. And, of course, uh, they've been doing this in in Vietnam for about seven years. The audio and the video recordings of the the hornet attacks, the apiaries with the hives, the bees going back at them. I mean, there's just all these things that are going on in this, this terrible reaction to one another. And I'm fascinated by how noisy and how just absolutely frenetic which is a great word we don't use often enough. But at any rate, um, they, they increased their hive chatter eight times higher than when there was no hornet, no hornet threats particularly. We certainly have, we understand about buzzing, but this is past buzzing. This is some real noise. Check it out. If you are forcing paper whites, and I hope you are, Right now, it's if you want to present those to somebody as a gift the week before Christmas, this is the week to start them. We're now getting, we're getting past the ones where they're going to actually be pulling up and in bloom, so you don't, you, you'd have to hurry up, but you can give them to someone else, and they will in fact bloom at your house by the middle part, later, mid to later part of December too. But if you want to give them to someone as a gift, just plan to deliver it with them in bud. About the 22nd or 23rd. It's not going to be much sooner than that. But, of course, the way to do this is simply a, a bowl or a shallow container that you can put in 
some pebbles, some gravel, something that's rock-like and heavy enough to hold them. We don't really want to put narcissus bulbs or tazitas into dirt necessarily. They're, they're, they're much easier to force if they're nestled into some rocks. Then you just keep the bulb part wet in the rocks, damp, wet it one time and then keep it damp. Put them in the dark. Put them underneath your kitchen sink. Put them somewhere under a box or something and let them sprout. Once they get sprouted to about four inches, you can pull them out into the sunlight. If you will let that white sprout develop first, you will not have the problem of the paper whites keeling over and falling over onto the dinner table from out out of their container. They do tend to overrun themselves, and that's why you have to help them stay a little bit shorter than they would. But it's a perfect time to do that. Um, Tazita or Tazetas are the the golden ones. So not all paper whites that you force, not not all narcissus that you force are white. Many are, and they're beautiful. But you can also get one that's very gold, um, perfectly lovely. Well, that's cute. Rhett's got all kinds of dill, and it does need to be um, cut to harvest it. Um, I would say, depends on what you're going to do with it, but I would cut it in sheaths. I would cut it like in, in, you've got branches at least two feet long on this thing. I'd cut 18 inches to two feet long and cover up the rest of it and see if you can keep it over the winter. But go ahead and harvest, um, which you probably can't, but you might. It, you just have to try where he is in Ridgeland. Um, but cut cut yourself those pieces and then get, get them to put them to work as quickly as possible. Either set them up to dry somewhere out of the weather um, and out of direct sunlight, or go ahead and start making fresh pickles and stuff. You can do all. You can do lots of things with dill. That's nice. I never heard of quick pickles until I started watching um, competition cooking shows. But you can, in fact, take that the dill and the maybe red onions and some vinegar, boil it all up and make a pickling liquid that apparently at least has some effect. I thought pickles took weeks, but, you know, you learn something new every day, and that's wonderful. I have been uh, accused of having prejudices, and I do. I, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mayha jelly to the point where I believe that, uh, as I wrote about this week in the Garden Mama Weekly, uh, biscuit baking and jelly making contests are all my thing. I, I'm, I like that. I, I would very much like to get our get us going on one. You're welcome, Rhett. Thank you. That's great. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Um, Andrea in Madison has made stars, ornaments out of gumballs and uh, toothpicks, paint and glitter. That's delightful. That is really wonderful. I really like the one with the blue tips. That's fun. Those are beautiful. How fun. (laughs) Thank you for doing that. Really, really nice. Those are pretty. You know, one of the things that we, the natural colors are gorgeous. She's got one that's got a whole lot of paint and the other one doesn't. They're both beautiful. I like that. The Queen's Tears has opened up. I told you about that beautiful bilbergia having multiple flowers on it. And they do go ahead and open up um, pretty quickly. And as the, the pink bud opens, the extended part of the flower comes out. And it, of course, is blue and green. So they're very, very dramatic to look at. And I like them. They bloom at this time of the year. They bloom several times a year. 
before they eventually give up the ghost, just like any um, bromeliad will do. But these last for longer than most. They'll bloom. They'll rebloom, and that's one reason why they're so popular. I think. I hope that you are um, prepared for the fact that there are indeed seven thousand living species of frogs. <laughs> I can't say that I knew that. If you had asked me, I probably would have said 3,000, you know, and think that that was this phenomenal number. But for more than 100 years, folks in Florida and other places, but the Florida Museum of Natural History is doing the documenting on this. Um, people have been trying to figure out whether or not this this myth you know, there, before there were urban areas, there still were urban myths. There still there were there were things that people said, people thought like, "I know it's going to rain because I can feel it in my knees" and all that sort of stuff. Well, now we know that that's true. The pressure changes. We measure these things. You can tell, you know. But this particular study is is laying to rest the century old debate. Indeed, one species of frog has true teeth on its lower jaw. What? Yeah, that's right. True teeth. Um, this was a large frog, large marsupial frog, not just a large frog. Uh, Gastrotheca has it's puzzled scientists since they found one in 1882 because it appeared to be teeth in the bottom and the top of its mouth, and no, it was not a cartoon character. All right, so they this is well, is this really teeth or is this something else? Enamel only. This is different tissues. Yada yada yada. Well, they're teeny tiny, first of all, so it's very hard to study. The teeth are the size of a grain of sand, so there's really no way to determine if there's enamel or dentin or any of that there that you would ordinarily see in a tooth without using high-resolution techniques. So the first appearance in the fossil record of frogs has no teeth 200 million years ago. Single living species with full teeth seems pretty unlikely and does, in fact, contradict the long-standing biological theory that such things wouldn't happen. Well, now frogs, once again, are teaching us something. As we understand, um, the frogs lost their teeth on 20 different occasions in the fossil record, and indeed gained them six more times. So the species of frogs are not all the same. We would know that. But some of the ones that feed, for example, on termites, don't have any teeth ever. However, the ones that go for the larger morsels sometimes have teeth in the upper jaw and even a plate in their mouth that kind of holds whatever they're trying to eat in place while they're trying to eat it, all right? But in rare cases, there are some that come out from the lower jaw and there's some that are absolutely toothed. And this particular one is toothed, Gastrotheca guntheri, which I presume means that someone named Gunther found the thing. Pretty interesting. I'm I'm not a big fan of natural history museums as a field trip. I find that, for example, when you take classes of children to them, there are one or two that will just be fascinated and the others are just looking for the dinosaur. But um, there's a lot to be learned there. And if you just take your time and practice your patience, Practice some of those toddler control behaviors, you know, that we need to talk about today. You can have a pretty good experience. You want you have toothed frogs? Um, actually, 
my mom, she's definitely terrified of frogs. So we don't usually have like frogs or lizards or just anything like those in the house. If she even sees one, she freaks out and she'll either call my dad. And if he's not here, I'm the next one that she'll be calling to get. Well, I don't want to psychoanalyze your mother. Um, but usually people that have a great fear of something like spiders, it's because one crawled up their neck once and, you know, they don't ever want that to happen again. I hope she didn't have any bad encounters with frogs. Well, not necessarily a bad encounter with frogs, but more like critters. There was a couple of guys back years ago when my mom was in elementary school, uh, took like a, I, either it was a frog or a lizard. I don't remember what it was, but they, um, forgive me, mom, for saying this. Um, they take it and put it down her pants. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, and scared her sense. Yeah. I, I had the opposite reaction. I, I was ready to get something with teeth and put it down their pants after that. I was, I'm, I, I was a, I was a kid who was bullied. I think most everybody was at one point or another by somebody. And in my case, um, you know, I, I tended to be upset the first time, but then I came back pretty hard, so they stopped. There's, some boys with probably dents in their head from the rocks that I was pretty good at throwing at the time. Not not that I ever threw first. Never never did that, but oh my. I was I was not I was not necessarily the sweetest little girl. There she is. Yes indeed, that's beautiful. Andrea's got um, one of the Queen's tears. That's a beautiful plant. Bring it inside. It it doesn't it, it doesn't it, if your ter- if your if your porch is gonna be below forty degrees, certainly bring it inside. Gorgeous, just gorgeous. I love when they poke open this in about another week, especially in a warm room. You'll are, you'll have the flowers fully out. It's just lovely. Wonderful, wonderful plant. Thank you for showing me. That's on the ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Ah, to rake or not to rake? It's a good question. We can talk about it when you get them off the top of the shrubs. What do you do next? Hmm. Stick around now. Farm Bureau Federation do for Mississippi. Our goal is to create opportunities for Mississippi farmers and ranchers to have a better life and make a better living. We offer education and safety programs, create scholarship opportunities, and provide health resources for our members, not to mention our agricultural advocacy efforts. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. 
Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Somebody takes my coat and hair 
Welcome into Weekend Gardening. I'm so glad that you decided to be a gardener or a radio listener or both. All of those things fit into my world, and I'm glad to have you here. I learn something new every day, and I'm happy to tell you that it's not just the coffee and tea that I drink, although I certainly drink plenty of that, and indeed we're now learning that drinking more coffee and tea, we need the coordinated study. You know, we got an amalgamated study that tells you that, that coffee's good for you for these reasons and that tea is good for you for these reasons. And we also have ones that tell you that, no, not so much, not enough, do, don't do this, raises that, lowers that, all those things. We need to put all those studies together because we're learning from new research that, in fact, there's a certain level of consumption of tea and coffee, about six helpings a day, which I guess would be measured in an eight ounce cup so i'm getting that much because i drink in mugs but that we it does help with overall health of people that are of a certain age shall we say um in terms of reducing the numbers of strokes in the population and reducing other issues with functioning functionality as we get older i i don't know that that works for everybody but as somebody who has a real propensity towards cup of coffee and some tea um, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. I'm happy to get. Uh, I just need that coordinated study. Um, I remember when I was awaiting the birth of my children, there were all kinds of studies about what you should have and what you shouldn't do, and you shouldn't drink coffee, and you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't do the other thing. And at one point, uh, my doctor said to me, "You know, the main thing is for Mama to be happy." And so not not like go out and, you know, get drunk and dance in the streets. He wasn't talking about that. But he was talking about if a cup of tea makes you feel better or if a glass of sweet tea makes you feel better, don't feel like it's going to hurt the baby to have one. You might want to reduce your intake over that nine months. Well, I did that, and I'm I'm one of those people that actually lost weight and had babies fairly easily, but I was old, so they worried about me. Like everything else, I was in my late 30s before I came to it. I'm kind of a late-blooming perennial sort of thing. But I'm, I'm worrying now, of course, about how do we figure out which of those numbers you're supposed to pay attention to because there's so many studies over the years that you can literally find whatever you want to hear in somebody's research. Uh, they say that about other things, but I think it's true about research. Cornell University is telling us, you know, we always appreciate them um, having so much work in birds. If you've ever participated in the Great Backyard Bird Count, if you have ever um, enjoyed any of those sorts of activities, you owe a lot to Cornell. And the, the university has done so, so much right now. They're telling me about mountain chickadees. Now, I don't think I've ever met a mountain chickadee, but I might need to after this. Spatial memory is something that all creatures have, and most of us wish we had more of. For example, they only they only weigh a half an ounce, but they hide thousands of food items every fall and go back and find them. They know where they are. Really, that's so fascinating to hear about that. You, you always hear about creatures that, stow things away i've talked about my squirrels that never go back and eat anything they just hide the the acorns because they want to make me crazy but in the case of the chickadees they actually go back and find their caches and to do this they use really specialized spatial memory that is to say where the thing is 
Um, I need some more of that myself. If I'd known that, I might have known that there was a recorder in my house, but I, I didn't. So it turns out that if you can't find your keys, it's your spatial memory that's having a problem because you probably put them somewhere. You just don't know where. So if you can think more like a chickadee on those occasions, and apparently they 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 think much. We've always, you know, human beings have so many odd prejudices. We talk about bird brains, or we talk about you eat like a bird. Well, first of all, for the size of their brains, birds are really complex. Let's remember that many of them migrate thousands upon thousands of miles every year, twice. Okay, that's you don't do that, and you're not stupid doing that. And it's also true that they actually, we talk about, oh, you eat like a horse. Well, no, horses don't eat that much. Birds, compared to their body weight, eat all the time. So I don't know why we have these sayings and things, these adages, but they are not proven out by reality. I like this one, though. If you can't find your keys, we're going to call you a chickadee. We're going to say, you need that chickadee. Call the chickadee. Get the chickadee over here. If natural selection is actually making this happen, then we do need to study the chickadees more because clearly there's some that are not getting that, (laughs) not getting all of that. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. John in in North Jasper County, magnificent Sasanqua. The pink flowers, whether they're pink or white or red, they're just beautiful right now. I just so appreciate them. Gorgeous. Thank you for sending that picture on the C Spire text line. Yeah, this is uh, (laughs) – oh, my goodness – I love that we that the how did we find this out about tea and coffee and helping your mental state? Well, they studied more than three hundred and fifty thousand people for more than ten years. Okay, so I probably need to pay attention to that one. <laughs> that one that one we might give a little more credence to. I don't know, but maybe. I did find this really interesting, and I, it's so interesting in fact that, that um I I wrote about it in, in this week's all Things Garden Mama Weekly, um, I was amazed to find out that we've, we're now building more and more stacked up beds. You know, we talk about the, you, you probably saw books on lasagna gardening and pizza gardening. And pizza gardening was putting herbs in particular spaces so that you'd have more of oregano and less of something else. But but that's that's a, a one way of looking at it. But the stacked gardens, um, what they call the lasagna gardens, basically where you're, it's, it's a form of no-till, where you're coming in and putting in um, layers of organic matters and stuff like that on top of each other, leaves, some ground bark, some, some compost, different waste products and whatnot um, from your kitchen, eggshells, all of the things that you would put into a compost heap, you can actually put into these layered gardens. And one reason to do that now is because by spring it will all be mellowed and ready to plant. But one of the reasons we do that, we always we talk about, well, it's a good way to use up the organic matters. It means that you don't have to go and rent a tiller or dig all day. You can have a bigger space in a shorter length of time. And all those things are true. But it's actually to avoid the hard pan. Now, if you don't know what hard pan is, and if you were, for instance, in my backyard and and decided you were going to dig, you would go down maybe 10 inches in some places you'd get that far before you hit what appears to be a concrete parking lot. It's, in fact, hard pan. It's a soil layer that is almost impenetrable. I know. I've, 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 I've definitely gotten out there with a jackhammer and, and dug some holes into it. 
Not so much anymore. And frankly, it's not the best idea because the hard pan has its own purpose. But what is it? It's a layer of compacted subsoil. So in other words, they didn't park the car on this. It's just the way that the soil has aged over time. This, these particular components in this part of it have solidified together, all right? And it, it really does prevent the penetration of water, and it's really hard for shrub roots and tree roots to even get into the hard pan. That's one reason why we have been known as horticulturists to break up the hard pan. Yep, yep, that's true with a drill, yep. With a jackhammer, because you're planting trees and you got to have a, some area where the tree roots can actually get down past the hard pan to the other soil. But it can occur naturally, all right? Over time, that's the shifting of the rocks and the shifting of the soils underneath and eventually forms a hard pan. But it can also be caused by over-tilling. And so in places where we, we think, for example, we think about the Dust Bowl in the Midwest, when they, they, they used up the soil, they moved on. They kept moving west and moving west and moving west as the soil got used up rather than doing what we know now are the conservation practices that can make the soil really produce and benefit us for years and years and years. So getting it, get that, that over-tilling is a problem that has led to more hard pan in more places. But even where it hasn't, we're taking the advantage of raised beds and stacked beds and, yes, logs that we're growing things in and all that because it makes so much sense. And it is a more efficient way to grow in a space where you can't go any deeper than eight or nine inches into the ground without hitting what is literally like the concrete in a parking lot, sometimes more than the concrete in a parking lot. Oh, here's a fact for you. Did you know that a five-gallon bucket can be home to 25 carats? It sure can. And if you think you don't have to thin, you do. It's a lot lot to be done there. Um, You can grow about five carrot plants in a a one-gallon nursery pot. So if you're looking to do some container gardening, and again, if you can protect the pots if it becomes necessary, those are both things to consider. Um, Don't go for stupendous long carrots. Go for Danvers half-long or Chantonet-type carrots that tend to be about the same dimension from the top to the bottom, but they're only about five inches long. Um, There's plenty of carrot there. You get just as much surface area. But if you're trying to get the ones that have the long pointed ends, I would say shop local. But, you know, you're not going to find that. You're not going to necessarily grow those in in your containers. We, We know some people with farms. Yes, we're jealous of y'all. That's right, in the Delta. Right now there's people growing carrots right out there in the dirt. If I did that, and I have, um, mine end up having funny little knots on the bottom because the the soil is just too heavy and too hard for them where I am. But maybe not where you are, so that's good. Yes, indeed, to rake or not to rake. We horticulturists kind of fight over this sometimes. My neighbor is once a week, whether it needs to be raked or not, and then all the pine straw that's neatly raked on his side of the property line doesn't do anything for the pine straw from his tree that falls in my yard. Ah, uh, yes, you're listening. I know you. You used there used to be a fellow that would come and rake it up, but he doesn't live there anymore. So now there's more raking to be done, and that's a shame because <laughs> I don't have any use for pine straw at all. I just pile it up in his flower bed. Oh, that's right. I do. I said that. What else are you going to do? I don't have anywhere to put it. I got enough organic matter of my own. And in fact, 
what my objection to pine straw is not it's not personal it's technological it takes forever for it to actually rot and in the meantime it forms a mat that is dark if you if you go out there and your pine straw has you pick up your pine straw and underneath it there's a dark mat of pine straw probably has white mycelium growing in it believe me your plants are not getting any of the water that's falling on that pine straw it's getting into the mat all right so if you're trying to water plants in that circumstance now if you're trying to grow something that needs to be protected from too much water that's probably a good idea but i I don't know of anybody doing that Um, but i will tell you that pine straw is a very effective mulch it's a very pretty mulch i call it front yard mulch it gives you the strong sense of place of the south because it's something nobody else uses really i mean it's if you were to try to get bales of pine straw in the upper midwest you would pay a pretty penny if you could find them at all and in our case they're everywhere and they're very reasonable because we have so much of it so it's a, a way of using a local resource that gives us a very local impression but i'm not going to do that to the exclusion of my mulches that I can later on dig into the bed and then I can in turn make compost out of. So um, that's why he gets it all back. Break that all over to the neighbors. Have you ever listened to children, little babies, um, they, they, we, we say, well, they're babbling, and sometimes they do. Sometimes it does literally just sound like gurgling and, and spitting and whatnot. But other times... It's the beginning of the forming of vocalizations. Sometimes it's the one that you're trying to get them to say, and sometimes it's not. Um, how many people have you know said "mama, mama" or "papa, papa," and and the child's first word is "cat," you know, or something, whatever, whatever else is in the house. Baby seals, though, can change the tone of their voice, and I I know that children certainly have plenty of tones of voice, but little babies generally have that sort of relatively higher pitched um, sound as they're as they're learning to make sounds and learning to form sound futures that is to say that the tones that will make the future but from our friends at the max planck institute for psycholinguistics y'all come on now there's a max planck for everything they are in fact adapting their voices to sound they studied them they're just a few weeks old and they're really really cute when the noises around them got louder their voices got lower i like that that's kind of my theory of talking to your children the more they scream the quieter i would get so they had to listen to me it works sometimes not all the time but some of the time i could shout but it would just be to tell you that this is weekend gardening Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Why join Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation if I'm not a farmer? 
Let's start with the valuable discounts on vehicles, travel, farm equipment, and much more, all of which would cover the cost of your membership. Throw in the insurance products, smarter banking, and agricultural advocacy, and the choice is clear. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. You're certified, certainteed, shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m. They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Famine. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on Facebook. Muskelly Furniture, homegrown and locally owned since 1978. We're committed to this community where our team members live and our customers are neighbors. It's also where a lot of our furniture is made. We carry more brands made in our state than any other retailer in the southeast. Look for the Made in Mississippi tags throughout our store. You'll find quality products that support local Mississippi companies. At Muskelly's, we look forward to furnishing happiness for many years to come. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate.
Someone sent me a note this week and said I wasn't playing enough Van Morrison anymore, and they wanted to know if it's because of his stance on the lockdowns and vaccinations and all those things. You know, he and Eric Clapton are in a bit of a bit of trouble with people. So there's folks that don't want to tour with them and don't want to appear with them because they're putting forth a different point of view than is the mainstream, as it were. Well, I'm all about the music. If I was going to make my choices about music based on people's personal lives, I probably would not have the favorite song of my entire life that I have, and that is Layla. Because as we all know who know anything, Layla is all about discontent and betrayal and all sorts of things that go on between people. And the result of all of that pain produces amazing music. And I do believe at times that's where some incredibly inspired music comes from. Now, I did listen and do really, really, really like some of Van Morrison's newest work. Some of it's a little too preachy for me, but he's always had some tunes that were a little too preachy for me. I wasn't necessarily ready to be preached to. So, no, it's not that I'm not playing any of the new stuff or that I'm playing less of the old stuff. It's just that I did get some new music, and it's, it's all old, but I've been enjoying running through some of those. So, no, I'm not putting him down. He's still Van the Man. Um, still, in in my lifetime, I've been to lots and lots and lots of concerts. I'm happy to say I don't have to go anymore. I can just buy the music. <laughs> been there, got the parking pass, bought the T-shirt, paid for the babysitter, did all. Don't, I, I'd rather just have the music now. But I'm not going to say that I wouldn't ever go hear him again because of some political thing. Because for me, it literally is all about the music. And you all know how much I enjoy him. I will tell you this. One of the funniest, most brilliant, beautiful things I have ever seen was Van Morrison playing the harmonica on stage because he literally turns into a whirling dervish. And it's a magnificent show i mean it is to watch him play anyway is wonderful but that was some of the best that i've ever watched and i'm i'm a fan so that that helps what about those toddlers oh my goodness how do we have do i have any little feet i don't have any little feet in my catalog here i should probably do that though i do like little feet fun fun music um have you ever spent any time with a toddler have you ever wondered when it is that patience is ever going to kick in in the human being because they don't like to wait. They'll stomp their feet and they'll throw themselves on the floor and they'll do all of these things if you're telling them, just a minute, just a minute. See, it's that snapping their fingers thing. It's that, that you know, be still, be still, be still. Ha <laughs> They laugh at you. And then they start screaming even louder. I, I have to confess that I have left the store and left the groceries <laughs> just taking the toddler and gone <laughs> you know, that's it i'm done i can't do this but there are some approaches that we are we need to understand um what the what the psychology is the of this is now yes certainly some children are imitating the adults that they have seen around them some children are inherently less patient than others but left to their own devices Kids would sort of, toddlers particularly would, in these particular studies, um, really would like to distract themselves by looking at something stranger than they are, and then they can react to it. So, for example, 
Uh, where do we begin with all of this? They were trying to get the toddlers to wait three minutes for something. Okay. And at that, the end of the three minutes, there was a there was a reward. There was a, a little gift or a piece of candy or, I don't know, a kiss on the cheek from Mama or something. But you, you could see it. But when the study leader left the room, if you went over to it and took it, you didn't get it. So that's how they worked on it. The idea was that it was something different. And then leave other things there. So this is this is why when you travel particularly if you travel on a a six- or eight-hour-long flight with toddlers, you literally have a bag of things they've never seen before. doesn't have to be big things. It can be little things. But it's things they've never seen before. I remember traveling with my kids and taking those little um, wash rags that you can put in water and they'll blow up and turn into full-size wash rags. They thought that was brilliant. Now, that didn't last very long. Once it happens, it happens. But still... The things that you can that, that they've never seen, it's a new thing. So I, I suggest that you pay attention to that particular study. Um, I like I like that some children. I have one that that stacks the cups, you know, happily and finds things to play with. And before he eats all of the Oreos, would stack them up into towers and you know play with them for a while. Uh, I have another child that would the, the tower would never get built. Because the cookies were the point, okay? I've had other children around me that, for whom there was sort of a, meh, toward the whole attitude. Now, yeah, I'll stack the cups if that's what you want me to do. But the notion that they were going to stack more than somebody else was just not even intriguing. So you do have to find things that those individual toddlers will be taken by. But they are out there, and you can find them. Um, I find chalk is a particularly good one because then, even if they don't want to draw with it, they can eat it. That's a joke. It's a bad joke. Um, yes, Little Feet is wondrous. Let's see. Oh, there's one. Oh, my goodness, what a cute baby. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's so sweet. What a honey. What a smile. Oh, my goodness. We should all be able to smile like that. <laughs> Have you ever gotten lost in a grocery store as an adult? I got lost in the parking lot once. Couldn't find my car. <laughs> It was raining. There were, about, there were about eight cars just like mine in the parking lot at the time, but still. Yeah, it's like since I'm now getting older, it's slowly kind of hitting He's me like out. a minute and a half old now. <laughs> don't, don't kid yourselves. Yeah, I'm just like – sometimes I have to remember. I'm like – like when I go to school, I'm like, okay – where did I park? ILD. Yeah, where is it? Where the where did it turn out to be? And that's it will be with you for the rest of your life. It's why it's why those key clickers are so wonderful and at the same time so frustrating. Um there are hacks of those now, of course, that will let you open a car door much farther away, you know, from from a much greater distance. That's dangerous because then you still can't find the car. But if you are going to the grocery store, you're in the store, and you're you're headed for, um, say, the dairy department. All of a sudden, they're not there. You go to the dairy department, they've moved it. And sometimes they've just moved it. But other times you're in the wrong place. You're in the supermarket you don't go to as often, and you're thinking that it's laid out. And other than the fact that, for the most part, perishable goods in supermarkets are along the edges and the back, you know, dairy and, and produce and that sort of stuff, and everything else is in the center. Other than that, there's a world of difference in the way things are stacked up, merchandised, laid out, and, and figured. 
So they're, they're, they're certainly part of that. But we're, we're having to, we're at University of Arizona, where, of course, as we all know, it's the, lots of old people live, I'm happy to say. Um, you, you have, they've been trying to figure out how your brain does that space. And I'm afraid we're just going to have to, everybody's going to have to get a chickadee because we don't have the space for it. Oh, my goodness. That's a beautiful moonshot. Great way to end that one. Yes, I was up for it. I hope you were. Whatever you're doing this weekend, be thankful. Be grateful. Eat too much turkey or whatever you eat and have a wonderful time with your family for Thanksgiving and come back here next Saturday. We'll be here for Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. The holiday season is right around the corner. So give the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Give them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to branded accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide has something for everyone. Visit your local steel dealer or go to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real steel. Find yours. Available at participating dealers while supplies last. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives and restore sight and health for many more. Sign up right now online as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.